What's up, guys, and welcome back to Class on Grass Podcast, your weekly outlet for what happens in football. And this week, we talk about James and Bale, the two ex-Madrid players, and how we think Bale's going to fare in the Premier League and how we think James is doing. On top of that, we give you a little week's roundup, talk about transfers that happened, and talk about why the Premier League is better this year than it has been in all of the previous years. Lastly, don't forget to go follow our Instagram at Class on Grass Podcast, and feel free to support us on our website at anchor.fm slash classongrass by clicking the little support button. Welcome back to season two, episode four of Class on Grass podcast. It it really does look like fall is here, doesn't it? Mm, yes. Well, no, like I look outside and I see leaves like on the ground and they're actively falling right now. This mid-September morn. Yeah, this mid-September morn. Um, we're recording a little later, unfortunately, because the, the Liverpool-Chelsea game is happening during recording right now. But uh, it's it's all for you guys. <laughs> it really <laughs> is. Um, no, but but yeah, we're recording a little bit later during that game. So just so you guys know, all of our um, uh, perspectives and stuff will be happening before uh, all the games from Liverpool and Chelsea onwards from this game week. So we won't know what's going to happen and all that. Like if you know, Allison gets a hat trick next game <laughs> and we won't be talking about it today well we could up- do live updates well yeah we, we can tell uh, yes yeah, game but, kicks off but the problem is they're they're already gonna know yeah but like they'll get our live reaction oh yeah that's true that's true yeah all right um we gotta start out with what's happened this game week so far obviously really interesting doesn't happen very often Seven goals in three of the games so far <clears throat> this game week. Uh, in Leeds, Fulham, West Brom, Everton, and Southampton, Spurs. Leeds, Fulham finished 4-3. West Brom, Everton, and Southampton, Spurs both finished 5-2. So honestly, really high-scoring games. Mm-hmm. Good, so Good entertainment if you're not on the losing side. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which you may be. Yes. Um, starting with Leeds, Fulham. It, it's. I mean, I know we did predictions last time. In which I said that Leeds would win 2-1, and you said that they would draw, was it 1-1? Was it like 2-2? Two, two, yeah, one, so, something, something similar to that. Um, so, like, we did predict that, that it would be a close game, but it, it almost mirrored the Liverpool-Leeds game, which is really weird because Liverpool are supposedly, due to last season's performance and just their squad depth and the, the amount of money in their squad, the best team in the Premier League. You know, so why are there two teams that get promoted from the Premier League that look like they could be just as good? But, yeah, I I did. I think I predicted a high scoring game. Yeah. Between those two, and that's what it was. Um, kind of watching. I watched the first half, and then can watch the second half. But uh, 
the NBC commentators just love leads. Yeah, they I do. I feel like that's just going to be the trend for the whole year because, like, they had a corner, so they're all up the field. Like, they lost it and Fulham had it deep in their zone, and Leeds players were still all up mm-hmm. and kind of just, like, pressing, kind of. And yeah. they're like, great press from Leeds. Oh, it's just fantastic tactics. I was like, <laughs> yeah, they're just all trying to get back in position because Dude, they, they love Bielsa. Them. They yeah. love Bielsa. So, like, they're going to be the favorites out of the newly promoted sides but well what isn't there to like about that lead side it's true man i love watching them and i think that first performance against liverpool is key like if they would have gotten blown out they would have been like okay it's just liverpool yeah but since they played well now like for the next couple months they'll just be like oh this leads team is really good and exactly Exactly. And then moving over to another uh, newly promoted side who got dominated by Everton 5-2, West Brom, obviously losing in that game. Um, I think this is purely down to Ancelotti's new men in that side. I mean, Dominic Calvert-Lewin obviously was the bagsman in that in that team for that game and even the game before. He had a low-scoring run in the restart last season, but it seems to be back to good form. And but I think a lot of the chances created came from Hamas, and he he ran that middle of the field and also Richarlison, but that's obvious. And I think a lot of the reason that they didn't—I know they conceded too, but they didn't collapse defensively when they conceded was due to Allen and Ducore mm-hmm. in that midfield. Now I do I think that they're going to be top three like all these Everton fans are saying. <laughs> no. But I also don't think they'll be 16th or something similar to that. You know, I think I think they'll be a good team this year. I think they'll be in the race for that top Europa six. League. Yeah, six or seven, along with Wolves and Leicester and teams like that. But I think they, just from two games, they've like improved way more than drastically. Yeah, than last season. And 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 Wolves obviously lost Diego Jota to Liverpool this past week, so I don't know how that's going to affect them. What do you think? Because I, I think Ra- Raul Jimenez was supplied a lot of his goals from Diego Jota, so yeah. I don't really know. He's also a very streaky player. I was going to say the same. He, like, at the kind of end of the season last season, I don't remember him scoring that much. He just if he goes did in... score, I think he scored a lot of clutch goals yeah. and important goals, but, I mean... Jimenez, I think Wolves are very balanced besides Jimenez, where, like, there's a runner-up who scores, like, 10 goals alongside Mm -hmm. Jimenez. It's all spread out throughout the team. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, he definitely did provide a lot of attacking alongside Jimenez, and I think they'll miss that a lot. Yeah, I mean, it seemed that you'd watch a Wolves game and he'd do nothing, and then you'd go watch another one three weeks later and he'd score a hat-trick. He's just that kind of player that, that you just see do... You know he's so he's so streaky and you don't ever know what you're gonna get out of him. And he, I I don't know if that's a good move for Diego Jota as a person and a player because it reminds me of Shakiri going to Liverpool. Shakiri, he he might say that he's happy where he is now, but in my opinion, he ruined his career because he doesn't get very many minutes there. Mm-hmm. And I think with Saudi Mane, Roberto Firmino, and Mohamed Salah, <clears throat> excuse me, getting all the minutes. I don't see where he's going to fit in on that side. And then you have the the backups, Divock Origi and, and Jared and Shakiri, who can come in just fine. Yeah, I think it'll be maybe, I think he'll start uh, other, like outside of the league, 
like mm-hmm. Champions League or FA Cup, because just for rotation and for depth, I don't think he'll get into the starting lineup unless yeah. he does good in those. Well, well, it, it, it's what Pep does as well for Man City. He has so many opportunities to play different players that are going to give him the exact same as his starters. Um, and some would say that like Ferran Torres and like and the likes of Riyad Mahrez and players like that might have ruined their careers going there, but. I mean, Riyad Mahrez has even shown that he's gotten into the starting lineup quite often, even yeah. though it wasn't expected in the beginning. So things can happen, things can change around. But I think it's going to be a mystery of what happens to Diego Jota at uh, at Liverpool. Uh, lastly, we have Southampton Spurs. Just happened this morning. <laughs> I'm very sorry. Yeah. Finished 5-2 to Spurs. And Heung-Min Son got four goals. Harry Kane got four assists, also a goal. One thing I'd like to note, Harry Kane doubled his assist tally in this game since last year. <laughs> last year he had two assists, and in this game he had four assists. So, yeah, ridiculous. I mean... But, yeah, I mean, I we're going to give props to Heung-Min Son in this game. He he finished off his chances, and he's going to get the Hassani of the week because scoring four goals in the Premier League is an incredibly hard task. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to give him the Hassani of the week with Dominic Calvert-Lewin as the runner-up. But I would have to note that Southampton played an incredibly high line the whole game. They they never were like, oh, I, I've realized that Lucas Moore and Heung-Min Son are going to run in behind. Why don't we stop them from running in behind? <laughs> like They're playing against the two, one of the two fastest players on the dribble and just in general for pace. Yeah. And they decide to play a line at the half line no matter what. And then like first half, they're, they seemed back to normal. Southampton, they... Mm-hmm. Got their goal. I mean, Kane scored two goals that were called offside from VAR, but they seem they're completely dominating Spurs besides those two chances. And second half, Son scored right away, and then we just completely mm-hmm. stopped playing. And I mean, it's kind of I feel like it's Ralph's fault. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because anyone watching that game would have seen oh. They should probably drop back more mm-hmm. because literally Son scored four of the same goals in a space of like 20 minutes. And, and and it was just due to people not tracking him. I remember watching the last goal. Kyle Walker-Peters was a good three meters behind him for no reason in any way at all. And he just was on the left post, got a cross in from the right side of the field, finished it off two touches with loads of time. Yeah. And I mean, Kane, they'd get it into Kane. He would turn, just chip it over yeah. Bednarak and Stevens, and Son would be through one-on-one with McCarthy four times. Mm-hmm. Even more than that, he was just offside a couple of more of those times. But yeah. Like, it's just, it, it's poor of, of, like you said, Hasnoodle to not recognize that and change the game plan. And also, it's weird. I don't think Spurs played particularly well on the ball. They didn't play the ball around like a good team would. They didn't play good football. They just realized that they can kick it over the top and run, and they got four goals or five goals from it. Mm -hmm. So And, like, play a high line, which we have in the past, against Burnley or Brighton mm -hmm. or someone who doesn't have have extremely fast forwards. But don't do that every single game because... The best teams have fast wingers and forwards, and yeah, you're gonna get punished for that. So I think it's down to tactics, and I think I think it's better that we didn't get five goals scored on us from five different like type of goals. And yeah, it's just one, and we mm-hmm. can you, you can know, fix it in on. training. But it's annoying, but it's better than mm-hmm. it's a lot less work to say 
oh, we got beaten this way, this way, this way, instead mm-hmm. of just one way. Really, though, all anyone cares about who who aren't Southampton fans is that Danny Ings got the two goals, mm-hmm. which he did. So I mean, that's like that was probably the biggest thing for me was as long as Ings. I mean, I'm not expecting him to score 22 goals again. As long oh, yeah, as he you gets. Are. <laughs> I mean, at this point, yes. But I said to myself before the season, he was a big part of why we finished what, what 12, yeah. 11. Yeah. I forgot. Uh, but if that doesn't happen, then we're in big trouble. But now we see it's more of our tactics, which were so strong last year. and But Ings stays the same. So, I mean, that's, that's the one good thing to come out of these first three games is Ings is. Yeah, he, he hasn't gotten like too much worse, and you see that for a lot of strikers who uh, have a really good season, they usually drop off and only score like ten or like ten mm-hmm. less than what they scored before. So that was nice to see. But some other good things that are happening to the Premier League and players that I'm hoping will will shine, similar to Danny Ings last year, are the new signings of this week. We already told you about Diego Jota, obviously, but. Tiago Alcantara signs to Liverpool this week and obviously won't score goals, but I think could be a very good and, and influential part of that Liverpool side. We saw with Bayern this past year, they obviously won the Champions League final and he played in every game and, and he was crucial to their midfield and, and their tactics. And I love how he plays. He's simple and, and he doesn't miss passes and he'll just move the ball around to help the opposition open up and then you can find little gaps and play it through and, and, I really think that could even help, like, uh, on a whole another level, Saudi Omane and Mohamed Salah find the net more. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, really excited to see what Thiago does at Liverpool. Also, um, in in a sense, as a replacement, but also doesn't really play in the same position. He's still wide, but he's defensive. Nelson Semedo signed for Wolves. Uh, and and it's just another really? yes, and it's just another Portuguese player going to <laughs> Wolves. It it just feels like the Portuguese national team. Yeah. I saw a post from four three three. They said, "When's Ronaldo gonna come?" <laughs> like, <laughs> That's very true. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't put it past. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past Wolves. Possibility. I mean, their whole team is. I mean, their goalkeeper, their defenders aren't, but their goalkeeper. It's literally Co- Cody. Uh, yeah, well, it's Cody and Bali. Yeah. So their their defenders aren't their center backs aren't but their goalkeeper is their wide backs are their midfielders are their cam Daniel Potens is their strikers Mexican and then their wingers same colors on the flag though yeah same colors on the flag they they're they're just looking at the flag (laughs) they're like it looks good enough Um, but yeah just Portugal FC signing some more Portugal players and then lastly obviously the biggest signing of the week. An old Southampton boy mm-hmm. who found his way to Spurs and then shined at Spurs, got signed to Real Madrid and had an absolute bollocks of a time there. <laughs> well, just last couple yeah, of years. Well, it's weird because he, he started out quite well there, but then he kind of trailed off and he was still getting paid 30 mil a year to go play golf. So yeah, it's okay. Not? But yeah, Gareth Bale is back at Spurs for a one-year loan. And I think they can make it permanent. I don't think Zinedine really likes him very much. But I think he'll just stay for the money. Yeah. I think The thing is, he's getting paid the same amount right now. That's why he was like, oh, sure, I'll take a vacation, a one-year vacation to uh, London. Yeah. And have the same wage and just play not with a team I hate. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'll be very interested to see how he plays. 
I'm yeah. sure he'll be good. It's going to be very refreshing to watch Tottenham without the same Harry Kane and like, for the past five years. I Honestly, I'm sorry, Tottenham fans, but I really hate watching Harry Kane constantly. Yeah, it's gotten very boring, even yeah. though, yeah, I, they did just score five goals, yeah. but like... <laughs> You've had Kane and Son and Deli Alley for like the past five years, and yeah, you've it's really and you haven't won anything. Yeah, so I, I want to see you guys do well. I'd be okay with Tottenham winning like the Carabao Cup or something. Yeah, I mean, it's a start. Yeah, <laughs> um, but but yeah. So my question is, Steven Bergwijn in this past game came in in the seventieth minute, and Steven Bergwijn is one of my favorite players on that Tottenham side. If he's not even coming in, how is Gareth Bale going to fit into this side? <laughs> well, I'd probably say Mora, Lucas Mora is gone. Yeah. Not starting. I, Kane and Son are always going to start. No matter what. But they get healthy. injured, yeah. Kane's um, going to get injured, guaranteed, like two weeks into the season. Deli Alley didn't start. I don't know. No, Do you think Deli, Deli isn't. Deli's not. He wasn't doing in the squad, very, I, me- I don't think. Well, I remember watching Jose Mourinho in the the documentary for Spurs bring him into the room and he said this was obviously last year but I think it still applies that if we're, in order for him to get game time he needs to start becoming a consistent player he he said you you shine and then you're really bad yeah. you, you need to start actually playing well like every single time you step on the field and that's the difference between the players that are on the mid-tier level in the Premier League and the players that have that press all around them and they're like oh you where where are you going this year where are you going next year how many goals is he gonna yeah. score you know no one talks about Deli Alley anymore and in, in the pregame uh before the Tottenham Southampton game they were saying that Deli wasn't in the squad and they're even going as far as saying oh is this the last time he played for Tottenham I was like wow I hadn't heard anything about yeah. him getting like sold or anything but I mean I guess with Bale coming in, he, I mean, Deli De- is also very streaky. He doesn't. Yeah, that, here's the problem with him. When you're young, if you have five bad performances and a sick performance, people love you because you're a young talent and you've shown the potential that you have. But when you start getting older, this is why World Cup, like before the World Cup and the year before that, everyone was like, oh, Deli, Alley. But when you start getting older, into your early mid 20s and you're doing the same thing consistently but in like your performance are inconsistent consistently you know what i mean by that yeah like when you're doing that constantly and you you have a good game and then five bad games people are going to lose faith in you and i think that's what happened with deli alley Mm -hmm. so i don't really see where he's gonna fit in on this team and, and where he might go but bale obviously will start he'll maybe knock lucas Moore as you said out of the team um but, yeah, I mean, I think it'll be interesting to see. I, I looked at the stats. Gareth Bale actually scored more goals per game at Real Madrid than he did at Tottenham. Mm-hmm. People just appreciated him more at Tottenham. So I'm wondering if he will have a a worse time at Tottenham than he might if he played every game at Madrid, but people are just going to appreciate him so much more and talk about him. Because I, I looked at it, he had just slightly more goals per game at Madrid, and he scored like a bicycle kick in the Champions League final <laughs> and stuff like that. And people don't appreciate him at all. So, like, it, it, I think it's just down to Tottenham fans love him, and I guess we'll have to see how much he actually brings to that team versus how how much people think he will bring to that team. Yeah. 
and, and obviously Tottenham's gotten better, but we, we have to talk about all the other teams that have gotten better. The Premier League this year has gone from good to superb. I, I think it's... No, <laughs> it, it, it has. It really has. You have guys like Bale, obviously, Kai Havertz, who had an atrocious first game. <laughs> but, but well, Brian's a really tough team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but no, he had a really bad first game. But I hope, and I know we can see more out of him. You got Ziyech, you got Tiago, you got Hamez, Allen, Ducor, like, like people that are well known. Ducor, forget about him. He was on Watford. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone else I named are like unbelievably well-known players from other leagues and they've all just come in and when you see that happen you would usually see then players also moving out but like no one good really moved out no so you've just got this influx of really good players that just added to the talent so i'm really looking forward to to see what we can get from all of them what's the score of the chelsea game right now because i'd really like to know how kai havertz is doing because Zero zero. I'm right quite now, a eighteen minutes. Okay, I'm quite a Kai Havertz fanboy. <laughs> um, and and he's starting. Yeah, it, he's starting. Yeah, okay. Is Thiago Silva? No, and not on the bench. I think he's still in quarantine, probably. No, no. I heard a quote from Frank Lampard. It said, "We're working on Thiago's fitness. He's not there yet, and he won't be there for the Liverpool game." <clears throat> Thiago is on the bench. Um, Thiago Silva? Liver- no, for Liverpool. Oh, Thiago is that Thiago? Yeah, the other one. Um, Fabinho's center back kind of reminds me of the the Man City last year when they didn't have any good center backs other than Laporte, so they just dropped Fernandinho into that position. I mean, I kind of agree with that because uh, Joe Gomez isn't very good. He he isn't, and I don't think. Uh, and Tiago, what's his, what's his name? Who thinks he's the best center back in the world? Um, he's like Serbian. Or Croatia, he's Cro- Dejan Lovren, obviously not very good, um, and uh, and so yeah, I think I think that could be a good decision for, for them um, to put Fabinho at the back because Thiago would probably play where Fabinho would have played. They anyway. have to change their whole system because yeah. before they played with a big strong CDM who could hold people off and who could stop the play. Now they're playing with a CDM who's not going to win you the ball back very often. He will, but he's not going to very often. And instead, you're going to have to keep the ball and just play everything through him. You're just gonna, It's like the, Liverpool's game plan is going to be pass to Thiago. Okay, we get it back. Now pass to Thiago yeah. again. And then just move it up the field with Thiago. Play to Thiago again. Oh, Thiago plays a solid goal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's how it's going to have to work. And that's obviously exaggerated. Tiago's not going to get all the assists or get all the passes, but they're going to have to change their game plan drastically to fit him in. Because it used to be just Fabinho would be back there. Like Jordan Henderson kind of played that role, but was a little bit higher up on the field, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And Fabinho used to just sit back and wait for the ball to come to him and then tackle someone. I mean, Liverpool are just kind of hit and run. Like they just kick it up to Salah or Mane, they run down the wing. Yeah. Either play it back around and kind of uh, maintain pressure in like around the box and then find a cross for a goal. But I mean, I think with Tiago, they could definitely change to a more like more nice on the eye t- type of like yeah. passing around and not mm-hmm. just kind of cross. Easy on span. the eye, as Martin Tyler would yeah. say. Yeah. Um, yeah, as long as Tiago doesn't get kicked in the face by Basuma. 
That that was ridiculous, that challenge. <laughs> I mean, you guys probably have seen it because it's probably all over social media by the time you're listening to this. I can't see that not being on like 433. <laughs> but the, the ball, is it, uh, is it who, Jamal, Jamal Lewis? Lewis? Yeah, so Jamal Lewis has the ball, it's bouncing. And Basuma decides to scorpion kick the ball, but misses by about three feet, and it just heals him in the face. It doesn't even check be- behind him. The ball's behind him somewhere, and he's just like, all right, I'll just fling my leg back. <laughs> he hits Jamal Lewis straight Square in the face. Square in the nose. Straight red. Basuma's off. And, you know, we love to see it. The passion <laughs> is unreal right there. Techers. Yeah, <laughs> it's techers. Um, but, but, yeah, we also have our Class on Grass Fantasy League, which is... Fully up and running. After the the first game week and the few games that we've had throughout game week two, it seems to be Almirandon FC in first place right now, followed by a supporter of the podcast, um, St. Paul Browns and Linwood FC. So Harry Brewer and St. Paul Browns are in first and second place. Well done. With unbelievable point totals. Yeah. I can't like they're they're one and a half games in or one and a half match weeks in and they have eighty seven and eighty one points. They spend too much time on Charlton their teams. Tim is behind him. Fifty one points this game week. The thing is, halfway through you never know because like these guys all have no one left to play versus yeah. like Chris, obviously. <laughs> Actually has like no one left. He also has no one left to play. Martin Ludden. Dude, I feel bad for Martin. Keep going, keep going down the ranking. So, yeah. So we had Charlton Tim, then Bakar, Michael in fourth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in fifth place is Paul Strom. Can't fit my Willian. <laughs> <laughs> then there's me. Then Chris. Then Leonardo. Then Martin and Mac. Okay, listen. <laughs> you haven't seen Grealish captained against sheffield united at home yet so just wait until well that. and you have de bruyne yeah so de bruyne it's, it's all up to play. and game week one i half my team was out and i uh decided, i don't know why you just didn't like i don't know why you just because i'm not gonna change it for one game week you don't change your starting lineup every week no like i changed my starting lineup yes yeah, so i don't know why you didn't have, team. i don't know why you just didn't bench ake and de bruyne because I didn't have enough players to sub in. Yeah, you did. You could have used Neves. What are you saying? No, for, for game week one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, no, I see that. Because yeah. Pope now also was in. playing, no. And but, yeah. was yeah. Mm-hmm. Just wait till De Bruyne begs a hat trick and Grealish gets uh, five, Se- 72 five goals. assists. Actually. 72 goals. Yep. Uh, and then we'll be back on top. Dude, that would be ridiculous. All right, well, that is all we have for you guys this week. Kind of a short podcast. Yeah, I mean, again, it it will pick up once seasons get going a little more. but Yeah, I mean, they, they've been longer the past few times. They've been at a good, like, 45 minutes. But this week, we don't have as much to talk about. I don't know if that's a bad or a good thing. If um, you want it longer, you can send in questions. That Here's the thing. This is the biggest thing. We didn't have any questions this week. Because you guys decided not to send in any. <laughs> so really, it's your fault. <laughs> really, no, no, we no. Nothing no, we love about. you guys. We love you guys. Um, but uh, 
yeah, if you want it to be longer or you just have anything that you want to be answered, just send it in as a DM to Class on Grass Podcast on Instagram. Or you can email us at classongrasspodcast at gmail.com. And, uh, and yeah, so. Chelsea with zero, zero shots right now. Really? Liverpool three. Kai Havertz not pulling the strings as much as I thought. Here's a trivia. Um, head-to-head Chelsea versus Liverpool. Who's won more games in all of their history against each other? Chelsea? No. There's no way. Uh, Liverpool with 22 wins and Chelsea with 20. Well, how? Chelsea have been better consistently for a very long time. Hmm. What, what, uh... All right, well, you're thinking about what to say next. I hope you guys have a great week. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, we, hope no. to, we hope to see you guys. You guys back next week, or see you, hear you. Well, we don't hear you. We hope you hear us next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and yeah. Good night.